Well, if you feel you can't talk to me. How could I? How could I? We could try. No, I mean, you know how many times I try? I always test you. I've been testing you for about 12, 15 years. I'll just tell you one thing and tell you not tell and it always gets back to me. Well, how do you nah. think me and Tanya, why do you think me and Tanya are so close? <laughs> That's just one of the reasons. I could tell her. But a mother's you know, not like. Yes, a mother a is. You're supposed everything. to be able to talk to somebody. I mean, let your feelings out. Talk about personal things. It means it's everything. You know I mean, it's like there's so many things I like. I would love to talk to you so you could know me as a person, but I never could tell you. And you're going to die without even knowing your son. That's the craziest thing about it. We were on a fucking little leash, little leash. Oh, give me a crumb here and there. Oh, Aaron, you're so great. Blah, blah, blah. Give you a little crumb here and there. Yeah, what do you want me to do? I told you when you got that fucking forty million, give me a million, I'm set for life. I'm not That's giving up and DJ right now what and do I you mean give life. you a million dollars. You act like I had forty million dollars. Nobody could touch you. Fuck out of here, mom. You made decisions that there's you don't like that are the worst. I don't put you down and you fucked my whole life up. Oh, you don't put me down, but I fucked your whole life up. I ain't living with that. You did. It is, but I forgave you, and it's over with. Yes, you did. I was the happiest fucking little kid in the world, and you fucked me up. And I just lost my father, and I had to go to college, and I had nobody. What the fuck do you think I was going to do? Become a perfect angel? Oh, my God. If I was with you right now, I would have probably punched the shit out of you. Like, I don't even know why you, you bring me to this level. What up, what up, what up? Everybody, we back for another episode of the regular podcast. On paper, it's episode 76, but I told y'all before I got the numbers wrong, so we got more episodes than 76 right now. Lucy. Yep. What's going on? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm good. I need you to talk directly into the microphone. Okay. Nothing directly. Much. How are you? I'm cool. It's gonna be uncomfortable, but you gotta have it in your face. You, it's uh, it's not uncomfortable when you you just can't put it all the way up there. No, it's that's gonna be uncomfortable because it has to be up there. That's okay. what I'm trying to tell you. And lean into it. Alrighty, you ready? I'm ready. Because I ain't like how that pick me stuff went last week. I ain't like the, the feedback from some of the chicks. So I'm 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 here to I'm here to destroy you in a debate this time. Okay. About music. You gonna destroy me and the destroy you. Okay. Huh? <laughs> All right. I'm here to destroy you. I gotta hold it down. Okay. And you don't even know what level of destruction I'm talking about. That's the crazy thing about it. You think I'm playing? I know. It's like nah, but uh, <laughs> w- 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 you care to talk about your week? Or are you good? Um, no. Unless we're gonna talk about you know our little date night last night. We can talk about that. I, I said, do you care to talk about it? I'm saying we went to the movies. I'm saying, do you want to talk about the movie? It's your turn to talk about your week. Talk about my, that if you my want. My week was great. We went to the movies. It was really cool. We haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. And we went to go see Bad Boys 3. Mm-hmm. Now I'm asking you if you would like us to talk about the movie. No. It just came out. We got to give people a chance. Like That would be wild. Spoiler. 
That's crazy. Okay, well, that's I was not right. Say, did you enjoy it? Like, yeah, I liked the movie. Mean? Yeah, I liked the movie. It was cool. Okay. I really liked it. We don't want people to be like giving they like you know hot takes on the movie before us, so we we don't wait on everybody else, and now everybody else is talking I, about the movie and we didn't. I'm not see. waiting on that because I don't. We don't really do movie reviews like that. So if somebody no, get their movie, if review, it's something big and our like for the culture, we talk about it like sometimes. Some stuff, all oh, kind whatever, of stuff. Whatever. How was your week? It's good though. It's so fresh. I don't want to spoil it for nobody though. I would say go see it though. They spent ninety million on the movie, so like let's make sure they make their money back. I feel like they're definitely about to do another movie because they're definitely about to make that money back. I mean, so many theaters sold out. Yes. So, uh, yeah, they they about to. Um, we we had to go see the movie at a Regal. Mm-hmm. Because all of the movies, like so many of them, sold out, and we never go to like a Regal. So. Well, we have we when the we big movies one. come out. Sometimes when the, when the movie Not theaters are real movies, packed, one big movie. No, I'm saying when the big movies come out, AMC is not always available. So right. sometimes we got to go to other theaters. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Y'all go see it. Make sure they make their money back plus some. We didn't watch the Tyler Perry movie yet. So if y'all looking for a, a review on that, that's not happening. I hear a lot of people saying it's really good. I've seen some people saying, what the F is this? Tyler Perry need a writer's room. He always doing it. What? Like, but that's another, that's another. I didn't see it yet. So we ain't even going to go there. My week. My week was cool, it was what it was, but I want to talk to y'all about me giving out my awards on Friday. So now, mm-hmm. some of y'all know, some of y'all don't know, I have a non-profit called Bro Inc., B-R-O Inc., like Incorporated, mm-hmm. right? It's a non-profit organization. The aim is to turn young black boys and men into leaders, even old black men, turn them into leaders if they are not one yet. And... uh it's not that old, so I don't have a whole lot going on yet. I don't have a, a slab of people on my team or members or anything like that, but I put together a writing competition for fifth graders at a local elementary school, right? And really what I wanted to do was get some proof of concept. So I just went to one school. I, I asked the principal, who was a black woman, if she would allow me to run my competition at her school, and she was down for it. So we did a short story competition with the fifth graders at a school called Harper Elementary School in Riverdale, right? Mm-hmm. So short story, you know, max max word count was a thousand words, even though I did not count the words, you know, whatever. I didn't count the words, but the max word count was a thousand words. Short story, the subject this year was sci-fi. So I had these little kids write, you know, a short sci-fi story and me and my friends judged it. Now, like I said, the organization is is a black male organization, but that doesn't mean like when we do competitions and we pass food out and all that, anybody can win our, our competitions and all that. So it can be a black girl, Hispanic kids, white kids, anybody who participates can win. If you come up to me needing food and all that, you can get food. So the, the, the thing about it is black men will be the ones judging though, the competitions or will be the ones giving you food, but anybody can prosper off of that. But anyway, we did a competition for the first year. Six children participated. They wrote some great stories, some not so great, but all of them entertaining. And I will say I'm happy that the kids participated. I'm proud of the little kids. We had we picked three winners. We gave three kids trophies, a first-place trophy, second-place trophy, and a third-place trophy. And the first place person got $50, second place got $25, and they all six participants got certificates. I also had a congress lady on, uh, she was on board with me, and she gave them letters from her in her office 
also. So that's going to be good for them going forward. Also, you know, first place you get bragging rights. You know, you get to go into middle school and say, hey, I'm the champion. And my first two, my number one and my number two, they was both little black girls. So I was super down with that. I, I, I like the school is predominantly black and Hispanic. And I was I would be totally cool with a Hispanic person winning or a black or, or or a white person, whatever. But I did want a black kid to win. I couldn't tell by the names if these kid, what nationality or ethnicity these kids were. But they, the top two did happen to be black girls. Number three was was a little um, he was a Hispanic boy. He wrote a good story. He's a real good student at his school. But those two girls, I guess they're stars in academia at that school, because before I told the teachers, they guessed which one won, and they were right. So these little girls are, are young and stars, up-and-coming stars. The first place girl, man, she was like, this is my first trophy ever. And she was so happy. She was hugging the trophy. She cared more about the trophy than the damn money. She was just real happy about her trophy, man. That was good. She had, you know, at fifth grade, let me see. I had trophies by fifth grade, but I know my... my um. My trophies, I used to love my trophies, though, man. So, fifth grader, man, my second place, this, the girl who came in second place was actually my winner. That's who I picked. And this is the bull crap, because Zeke and Dennis, I feel like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I think I need to tell the little girl that y'all the reasons no, that she lost, that. so she can find y'all later on in life. <laughs> and, like, when she become a famous writer, she can be like, these two guys are the reason I'm inspired to write like this, because <laughs> they snubbed me, because they snubbed her. See, I think the first one was better. I think that mm. I think they were right on point with that. I read, no. I read a few of them, and I think no. the first, the first place winner was like was good. That was the best to me. I just, I just feel like the only. It's not even. It's not. It's just the way that they scored it. They pretty much gave her. Cause all right, so you look. I had categories right, and I did um, six categories, zero to one hundred in each category. The thing about it was skewed. The numbers is the way they judged it. See, Dennis, Zeke. Me and Aunt, we was all judges. The way that they judged it, they ju they gave the girl like all hundreds, like the story was perfect. Even if the story's very good, which I felt like the second place girl had a very good story, I didn't give her all hundreds because there were slight things that could have been fixed. Just because you feel like somebody has the best story, that don't mean you give it all hundreds. That's that's what skewed. That's what made the score be what it was that's why it was so close had i scored the story i thought was best like they scored the one they thought was best and just gave it all hundreds she would have won but i i wasn't going to be too lenient but how on, was that going to be if they scored theirs like that because i just told you she, the difference was only three tenths of a point okay. so if she would have had all hundreds her points would have been higher okay so she would have won if aunt would have did the same thing she would have really won so that's that's the difference like they gave her hundreds and i was trying to be fair and not judge it compared to anybody else's story. I was judging just the story alone. And they were all good, y'all. This is how the top two, like I said, two little black girls, all good stories. But uh, her, t I, like I said, the thing was sci-fi. And with my sci-fi, I like it to be uh, technology in mind. Hers, I consider fantasy sci-fi. So this girl's who won, hers was fantasy. I still consider sci-fi as a lot of magic going on. It was a great story. And um, she came up with some cool names, some cool concepts. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it, 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 these girls, I'm telling you, they was advanced. They was way better than I was in fifth grade. Even though I had, I did win a story competition when I was in first grade. But, you first know, grade? First grade. Okay. 
I used to win. I used to win. I wrote a story about my Uncle Buster. Okay. Yep. So, well, they called them essay competitions back then, but right, yeah. Um, I won that. I won drawing contests first, second grade. I was a beast. I, ain't gonna I lie. was very good with the essays. I ain't gonna the lie. Essay contests. I was nice back so. then. But anyway, these little girls was advanced. I was not writing like them though. They was they was different. These little girls was different. So shout out to them, man. Hopefully next year and going forward, because next year we're gonna expand it. We probably go to a couple more schools. But you are next year. Yeah. Yeah. We um, gotta expand it. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought that you would just make it like bigger for Harper, like give. Them I can't bigger make it bigger for Harper. Or, you know, I'm gonna make it bigger for them. I'm just saying because they're. It's the gonna ones. be. I, I offered it to everybody at Harper, so it was. It was what it was. Well, no, I'm saying yeah, no, I'm saying instead of going to different schools and doing it at different schools, I'm saying why not just keep it at Harper next year and then just maybe up the prizes or something. Why would I do that instead though? That's not like giving going, more children opportunity. You are giving more because no, there's, there's a I whole gave different set of, of their, fifth graders next year. Like, they'll they'll have an opportunity, and other kids at other schools will have opportunities okay. too. All right. I'm saying, like, I gave the entire Harper Elementary fifth grade class the but opportunity I'm just saying, to do Now you have a relationship with that principal in that school. What does that, that mean? I'm saying, ha- talking to her, she was able to get six kids to be involved. Okay. Right? Which is fine. That's good proof of concept. And we, you know, we got the Congress lady involved, all that. And people loved it. However, other kids at other schools, that's not even our daughter's homeschool. Other kids at other schools, they might be like, dang, I wish I had the opportunity to, to show my writing skills. And I want them all to get the opportunity. If I could, I would do nationwide. But I don't have that kind of funding right now. But, yes, I want to definitely get some more because I want more kids to be able to feel that, like, oh, my God, my first trophy. Or, oh, my God, I got a $50 bill. Or, I got this letter. I got this certificate. I'm going to hang it up. My mom might frame it. Like, that's something these kids going to keep forever, really. So, yeah, I don't want it to stay to one school. I wanted the one school to be my proof that it can work. So, all in all, it was, I, I loved it. The, the Reading the stories, man, let me know that these kids have not lost their creativity. We used to be creative and we kind of feel like these kids are too into technology. They're not using certain parts of their brain like they used to, but they are. These kids are still, their wheels are still turning. All right. So now moving on to something that was in the news this week. Jay-Z and Yo Gotti decided that they were going to sue the Mississippi Department of Corrections over some violence going on in the prison system. Mm -hmm. And they feel like the prison officials are not doing anything to stop it, which appears to be almost is is Mm zoo-like. Not even zoo-like because them them zookeepers is going to make sure the animals don't mess each other up. So this is almost worse than zoo-like. I mean, they this haven't is, had water in a few, like, for a while. They haven't had... Um, well, they have water. It's not good. It's, like, brown. Okay. Well, now it's on because at first, for a while, it wasn't on at all. They were out... They were really, like... Well, not the whole state. Who? Which prison, though? It you was heard? a prison in... Because um, I was looking at... Yvette Carnell did a whole story about it, and she showed how, like, I think it was, like, for a few days, they didn't have any water. Which prison, though, did she say? It was either... It was in either Mississippi or Alabama. One of those two. Okay. Um, and, and they went on the, the, um, prisoners went on some sort of like a strike and it, it was, it kind of got really, really violent. People were like, you know, died. So it was real bad. So this right here is mostly about violence though. And the conditions that's, that's leading to violence and that the officials in the, in the COs not doing anything to stop it or keep people safe. So what Jay-Z and Yo Gotti did was, you know, Jay-Z got with his rock nation lawyer. His name is. 
Ben Spiro, I think. It's something Spiro, right? And he's had them put together a lawsuit, and they're going to sue Mississippi. Now, based on this news... On behalf news, of who? I mean, huh? who's going to... On behalf of the citizens of America. Okay, saying these so are inhumane conditions. profit from that? It's not suit. a profit. It's a, y'all need to change conditions. And you go into in front of the court, and the court will order you to change your prisons. So the, the, the federal courts will say... So it's not a dollar amount. Well, I mean, they're going to have to spend money to fix their prisons, but it's not going to anybody. Well, no, I was saying, like, you know, usually when I hear a lawsuit, I think, oh, we're going to sue this, and then they have a certain amount for, of money. No, nah, lawsuits know. are for any, anything. Okay. But what they want, they just want Mississippi to update their prisons and change the conditions of living in the prisons. And... Because they're saying that some of these dudes are sleeping on floors. They don't even have cots. or And we're talking about prisons. We're not talking about jails. Like, a lot of people that, if you've been to a local jail, jails are like this. They're nasty. They're overcrowded. They're not right at all. Normally, the state facilities are nicer than the local jails because they have more, they have more money because they're getting state money. States get their money from the federal government to run these prisons. A lot of times, they get tax money. They're getting big money, Right. And normally these prisons are a lot more updated and they have a lot better facilities normally than local jails. Even if a prison is very old, it's normally probably better than a, than a local jail in a lot of places. Right. So for their prisons to be outdated and nasty and water not right, that means they haven't even attempted to upkeep them at all. In any way. So. This is what this lawsuit is about. They want them to keep these people safe. They want them to stop the violence. Don't just sit there, let people fight until one of them is stabbed to death and then decide, okay, well, we'll come pick the body up later on. That's that's what the prisoners feel like is going on. And oh, I said that he's suing on behalf of the people. No, he's suing Jay-Z and his lawyers and, J- and Yo Gotti are suing the state of Mississippi on behalf of 29 prisoners who, who told them, okay. hey, this is what's going on here. Can right. y'all help us out? So it went it went viral because one of the prisoners, a couple of the prisoners, uh, sent out videos of what's going uh, on. What's going on? And they had a picture. Well, they had a video of like a dead body sitting there and or stabbed up. I don't know if they were dead or not, but just laying there. Nobody had came and pick up the body. They showed all of the like little mats on the floor or little mattresses they have or something on the floor. Mm-hmm. They showed um, mold, very, very bad mold in the prisons. Um, a lot of them, I think they didn't have either AC or heat or something. And they were walking around with like towels on their face because they felt like they, felt like they couldn't breathe. Toxic. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, and they're sitting in there with mold and everything else. So it was just, it was, it was awful how they living in there, so. Yeah, man. Um, they also saying some people don't even have those mattresses, those little thin mats they even lay on. So they're just sleeping on bare floor. Mm-hmm. With with um, they say it's rats in there crawling over rats, people. I, they have pictures of that. Rats in there crawling over top of people, like while they land on the floor. Like, listen, and rats man. bite people. They bite like people. They yeah. get hurt. Um, it's oh. just it's just sickening, and and the thing about it is. Prison alone or jail or being in a cage alone is going to make you revert to your animalistic nature. Those are the the nicer prisons that will still make you be animalistic, depending on the level. A joint like that, you're going to act like a wild animal. Like you're going to be 
as you, you're going to be in fight or flight at all times, survival mode at all times. You will be more willing to commit more heinous, violent acts because your mind is taking you away from humanity mm -hmm. and humanhood. You're feeling like you are in some type of like zombie movie, almost more like that. It's more like that than even animals, because like I said, they treat animals. Animals don't get put in situations like this. So it really would be more like being a zombie. And you can do more things than the average human could do. And then think about this. After somebody is living in a situation like this, when they get out, how do you think they're going to be? They're going back to prison. Mm -hmm. Because you taking a person out of a situation like this, they have to live like that. They can't just say, oh, I'm going to ignore everything going on in here. No, they have to live like that. Then they're going to come out to regular society and be what? Exactly. <sighs> their mind is not their mind anymore. It's different. It has been changed. Talking about being institutionalized is one thing. This level of institutionalization, totally different. I couldn't imagine. This is almost like worse than, than, the, than, than the old style slavery, like pre-1865. It's worse than that because... Your chances of even running away. It's not like some of those um, people, they would say, I'll just run away and I make I mean, I don't the... think that's what makes it worse. No, it's like, that is what makes it worse. Because at back then, you could say, I'll leave and they'll just have to kill me. Or they'll just have to kill me, period, because I'm not doing it. And here, you're, you are at, you're not at war with the master. The masters is behind glass and bars and all that. You can't even get to them. You at war with people... That are in there with you. It would be like being on a plantation and all the slaves start fighting each other. That's what, it, what, that's what this is like. It's way worse because you have the state that's holding you there. You can't even fight against them. They're, they're just a piece of paper at an office somewhere. And then you have the people that's in there with you that are fighting for the same noodle packs that you're fighting for. It's, it's a different level. And it's a good thing... Most prisons ain't like this, but the ones that are in states like Mississippi, Mississippi is like the poorest state in the country. Mm -hmm. One of them. Yeah, I think it is the poorest one in the country. Like they have the lowest education, um, you know, K through 12 education uh, grades and scores and like that. So they already being overlooked by the federal government when it comes to people who need help, more help than others. Mm -hmm. Or it'd be between Mississippi and Louisiana. But at least Louisiana has a. New Orleans, and they have a Baton Rouge. Yeah. Mississippi don't even have an economic center that can bring billions of dollars in tourism revenue like that. I mean, Biloxi is not like that. Mm -hmm. The military bases, they don't bring that much money in to where still, they can... They're still small. Yeah, where they can help, where they can help like turn a state around. So even, even though Louisiana is like at the bottom of a lot of these lists, they still have these major economic centers where they have New Orleans. And New Orleans is massive on the grand... Like they have things there all that brings billions in. Mississippi don't have that. So they can't even tax. They can't just keep taxing the people. They don't have no way to make money to turn their prisons around. So it's going to take a lawsuit like this. And it's going to have to be federal money that gets allocated towards Mississippi because they need to rebuild these jails. They need these different programs to help keep people out of jail. And they need the programs to help people uh, keep from recidivating. Now, when this story came out, then... Uh, this, of course, somebody on Twitter, they went viral because they said, oh, Jay-Z is doing this. But but then 
He invested in this company called Promise. He invested $3 million in this startup called Promise. And he's trying to capitalize off of people's uh, struggle and failure and, and all that. So listen, man. So, okay. Let's talk. First of all, this Promise shit, that's a couple years old. Secondly, Jay-Z didn't invest $3 million. There was a group of people and totally Promise raised $3 million. So what is Promise? Jay-Z was part of that. Promise is a, is a company whose aim is to keep people from just being locked up because they can't afford bail. They're providing an alternative solution to pretrial holding. What they do, it pretty much, um, you know, when, you, when they say you can be released on your own personal recognizance, mm-hmm. right? They are giving, giving states and counties and cities a technology-based solution to tracking people who get out and can't afford bail. So let's say your, your bail is $1,000. You don't have the 100 to, for the bail bondsman so you can get out. Promise will come in and say, hey, track them, track them through our system. If you need a monitor on them, we have monitors also. But we're going to track them through our app. Let's track people like that. Let them, let, them, um, let them keep up with the state on the app. That way, when they have to be at court, they'll get a notification to the phone. When they have to be here to meet their PO, they'll get a notification on the phone. Stuff like that because we're talking about people who are being locked up for stuff like jaywalking, stuff like that. But if you get locked up for jaywalking and that's only a three-day thing, but your trial ain't to two months from now, if you can't afford $50, you're just going to sit there, which happens to a lot of people. They just sit in jail and they'd be like, why are you here? It's like, oh yeah, I got caught with some weed, a little bit of weed or a little bit of crack. Or a little bit of heroin, something like like something that it's a possession, it's a misdemeanor possession charge, and they just sitting there, not because that's how much time the the crime carries, it's because they're waiting on trial and they can't afford seventy five dollars to get out. Promise is a, a company that is trying to get them to stop locking people, holding people for that for that type of stuff. Now, of course, they have to profit. That's just how it's gonna go. It's a business. A business is going to eventually make money. At some point, you hope, if you start a business, that it makes money. So for Jay-Z to invest in it, it's because he wants to see counties and cities use this service. As opposed to them spending what they say $190 a day per inmate to keep them in jail every single day. That's each inmate, $190, right? Which they say is about $38 million a year. I guess nationally. And that's only keeping people who have not been convicted of anything. Misdemeanor people who haven't been convicted. Uh, 38 million a day. All over the country. Instead of doing that. Promise is going to make it so that you can track them. While they're on the outside world. For just $17 a day to the state. Which is tremendous savings to the state. Now. Uh, what you think about that? Mm. You don't care? Okay. Listen. I do care, but I'm just I don't I don't know what his. That's not Jay Z's company. I know, I know. I'm saying I'm I'm saying I don't know what Jay Z's. Uh, how do I put this? I don't I don't really know what he where he's coming from. I I don't know how to explain it, but I'm I'm a little weary about Jay Z and just about everything that he does as a, as opposed to like like. Jay Z is just very weird for me. I, I don't know about that. I, I don't. I don't know if that's just a great a great thing. This is a great thing. The the thing about it is, it costs money to start a company. When you talk about ankle monitors, and no, no, like they don't. That, the state or... don't have to use ankle monitors. 
they have different ways to track. First of all, because that's that's having those monitors and all of that stuff. That's really like you're in jail. Like, no, you're I not. Mean, okay, it's they're still like considered. They're on probation. Right. This is we talking pre-trial stuff. We're not talking about your sentence is ninety days house arrest. That's not what this is. This okay. is people who have not been convicted. Let's say if okay, you, no, I got if you, you was I just... if you was locked up for a dime or something. Would you rather have an ankle monitor or sit in jail? I would absolutely. That's what this company is promoting. That's what they're promoting. They're saying, y'all don't use house arrest enough. Y'all just lock people up. Y'all ain't even letting people get a chance to get out because these people are poor. They cannot afford a hundred dollars. We're not talking about the ten, fifteen, thirty thousand dollar bills. We're talking about people whose stuff is so low and they still can't afford it. That's why they say bail is only messing up poor people. Yeah, I know. Because other people can just afford it and get out. Or they got family members that'll get them out, all that type of stuff. You, When you're mm-hmm. talking about people, it the reason they was talking about this saying, like, Jay-Z is trying to make money off, off of people, um, people suffering. Hold on. You're hitting that. I'm not touching it. Okay. Jay-Z's trying to make money off of people suffering. And the thing about it is, it's a, in order for people to have an alternative, somebody has to start a business. To give states an alternative. If nobody starts this, guess what's going to happen? States are just going to keep on locking people up for stuff that they shouldn't be locked up for. We're talking about small, minor financial. Like, if I forge a check for $30 or whatever it is, $150, whatever. I'm not a danger to anybody. I'm not going nowhere. I wasn't even trying to steal big money. Like, you can let me out, but they're not letting people out. They're just holding them saying, you just can't afford it. They're saying, really, it's like, you can leave. But you just got to pay first. This promise company is is doing, is just giving an alternative. And they already have an alternative. They just don't use it. Jay-Z getting behind it only gives them legitimacy, really. It just makes more people talk about it. That's that's all it really is. We just need states to, or we need counties and, and cities to say. So what, what places have been, I mean, have. I don't know. This is two years old. I haven't, I don't know who signed up for it yet. Okay. But. I mean, it's been two years, so I didn't know. I mean, I'm not in the jail circuit like that, so I don't know. I know know that. I'm saying, did anything come out of, um, there are cities or counties and stuff like that that were, I mean, places like that that actually use this service, like, at all? This is when they first invested. I don't know about that. Okay. But I'm saying they're trying to give people an alternative. If it fails, it's because people think, oh, no, I don't want to mess with that because that sounds like they're just trying to make money off somebody's failure whole time when you don't support them it's just leaving people in jail how is anybody supposed to support them but just like jay-z jay-z's putting his name on it we don't even know what he if you just right. say so what, if, what if are the, we to do as people to support that get behind say i support this that's by all, be, saying i support it yes that's how a lot of stuff gets passed in law it's because people uh politicians find out that the citizens want something most most movements that happen, it's not people don't do nothing. They don't buy nothing. They don't do nothing. They just say, I want this. The, uh, people might say, I want this change to happen. If enough people say it, then the, then the politicians will feel inclined to do what the people want. Most of the time. That's how things happen. Isn't it? A lot of these politicians don't have to do nothing. But if they find out, oh, okay, people don't. But now, I will say this, though. On top of the skepticism that some of our people have, like you have, the the states, a lot of these initiatives come and they say, 
it costs us this much money to house people and it costs us this much and it's break is is a waste of money and all that. Mm-hmm. States don't want to save that money. The because people look at it like a waste of money. It's not exactly a waste of money. That's income. Those are jobs. When they pay out thirty eight million a year, it's because they're paying COs, they're paying nurses, they're paying administrative people, and they're paying out money for contracts to feed prisoners. They're paying out money to people who make prison clothes and jail clothes and all that. That's not just money that's just going to prisoners. That's not $38 million going in prisoners' hands. That's money going back into society. If we spend $38 million a year, how many people you think got hired with that $38 million? Because that's where all that money is going. All that's jobs. So if they say, okay, instead of $190 a day, we about to start paying $17 a day. What you think is going to happen to all of these CEOs, deputies, all of these court clerks, all of these people who collect funds and all that? If you digitize everything and you get rid of all of those government employees that handle all that stuff, how many jobs you think will be lost from that? And I'm not asking any. That's a rhetorical question. But I'm saying this is why states are not trying to improve and automate all of their services. It's because they know that they built a total economy around jails and prisons. They provided jobs to so many people with jails and prisons. They can't get rid of everything without causing mass panic because of unemployment. Right? So we can support it all we want, but we just need to know. It's going to be a lot of people, a lot of jobs. And, you know, it's going to be some panic going on. And a lot of the... um a lot of those prisons, like I know specifically um, one in South Carolina, there was last year or my, maybe early this year, there was a big, um, it, it was just a mess, like a lot of chaos, a lot of people died. I think it was like six or seven um, prisoners that got killed. Um, and that was partially because of um, a lot of the CO's jobs have been cut. Um, and then they had like, they were like short as far as like uh co to inmate ratio and then like um some of them were really tired they were working like really really long hours because so many people have been um laid off so many seals have been laid off so uh, a lot of the seals were you know right along with the inmates uh upset about the conditions and um you know a lot of people lost their lives because of that so that's a problem right there you can't get co's laid off and then the prison population don't dramatically fall. What you mean? You said they. You said prison, prison, jail. You know. Well, I know it's two different so things. They, but no, I'm, what saying, I'm saying a lot of them got laid off. A lot I know of COs that's what that's off. what I'm saying. If you lay COs off, mm-hmm. of that's always going to be a that's more of a problem than this promise mm-hmm. thing, right? Because with promise, they're removing people from jail. Mm-hmm. If you lay COs off and there's still the same amount of prisoners, mm-hmm. that is always going to go bad. First of all. Most jails only have, I mean, most prisons only got like one CEO for every 40 inmates. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Some crazy. So if you're laying people off, yeah, then you have the numbers get way crazy. I don't know if, it, if anybody saw it earlier this year, but it, were, it was like, I want to say it was six inmates um, that was killed. But it was like, I think one of, and so I think some of the seals even had like a, flight, a, a fight club thing going on with the inmates and... It was just really, really sick. I mean, the pictures were heinous. They were sitting there, like, for a long time. Um, the bodies were sitting there in the middle of, like, you know, the rest of the inmates looking at it. So it was just really, really bad. But the um, 
the outcome of it, I mean, a lot of people were just saying it was because of the CEOs being uh, laid off. A lot of that had to do with that. It's like, it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword, really, to, uh, because of the fact that you don't want your prisons to be too comfortable because then people get too comfortable living in the prison. You never want it like that. But you don't want it to be like that because then you have a, a then you creating a class of people who are animals mm-hmm. and they have to stay in there so they then they really if they get released back into society and they bring that mentality from the prison into society which a lot of people have done and victimized many more people then you putting other people in danger so i mean i would just prefer to make make stuff more comfortable I would rather people fight against their own mentality of being comfortable with cage than to be animalistic and victimize more people and end up probably dying early because they get shot by somebody. Do you even have to, like, I mean, there's ways to not make, I mean, because obviously prison ain't comfortable. Like, I mean, I think there's ways No, prison to, can be comfortable okay. depend on what it was right, going on. I get it, but I'm saying, like, there are ways to make it so that, you know, this isn't a very, like, just desirable place. Or a place that, you know, you could want to be for a long period of time or feel comfortable being for a long period of time without, like, cutting, like, resources. I mean, things that people, like, need, like, necessities and, like, quality of life. Like, you could do that without cutting those things. That's what I said. I said I would rather prison be comfortable. More comfortable for people to live at. I would prefer that and let people have the battle, their internal struggle with, with telling themselves how much better they are than a cage i would rather that than somebody actually being forced into a situation where every moment is fight or flight mm. big men that work out every day nah you don't want nobody in that situation because then i mean essentially when you lose all critical thought critical thinking skills and the the way that we're built as humans we become gorillas that's essentially what when we lose that that super high functioning Frontal lobe activity, like you, you becoming a gorilla. You can, you will do, you will rip a person apart in there if you get to that level in your mind. I'd rather it be comfortable. I'd rather hear the conversations that I was hearing, like dudes comparing which prison is better than the other based on the amenities in that mug. I'd rather hear them type of conversations than hear that dudes is laying on the floor, rats running over top of them, and it's a dead body in the middle of the pod. I would much rather hear about the, the better prisons. And I used to tell dudes, yo, stop comparing prisons to each other because you sound crazy. I would rather hear that than the other, than, than what I just said, than the shit going on in Mississippi. Because it's almost like you can't even let them dudes out. And they, if you let them out, what's going to happen? What you think going to happen? They're going to eat somebody's face in the real world. So... Yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Mississippi gets some funding from the federal government and they rebuild them joints because this shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of things being crazy, the Aaron Hernandez documentary has come out and it's called like Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. And mm-hmm. listen, man, I'm a big Netflix fan. But see, like I was telling Shay a few days ago, like being a Netflix fan is like being a LeBron James fan. You really don't even have to argue that much because they give you all the proof you need as to why Netflix is just better than everything else out there. Because they keep on giving us amazing content. Mm-hmm. 
it's not even hard to be a Netflix fan. It's not like being a fan of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to defend Dwight Howard, but this nigga keep just doing the dumbest shit every year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm a LeBron fan. Being a Netflix fan, it's like, damn. I've been rocking with Netflix before it was really cracking like that. So, you know, we rolled it out. Before they, was, before they won a championship in Miami, mm-hmm. I was with them. You feel me? So, <laughs> listen. Netflix has given us the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Overall, how you feel? It was like, let's just say score out of zero to ten. What you think? I'd give it a nine. Okay. Yeah, I'm somewhere there, too. Because I'm only at a what's nine. The one, what's the one like that don't make it a ten? Like, what's that? I wanted it to be more um, beginning to end. Like, I want... If that makes sense, I wanted to be That's more the same like thing I chronological have. order kind of thing. I didn't same. like. The, I didn't. They was care jumping around for crazy. The jumping. They was jumping. But up. I mean, but I, when you I think about like the, it. I just thought about it because I had that same issue. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the title inside the mind of maybe he was, he was like all that. over the place like that because they was jumping around crazy. Yeah, it was kind of confusing. I, ain't gonna I, lie. I wanted it to be more, you know, beginning like from childhood to. Um, in order because they was yeah. all over the place they was like going forward backwards forward well, backwards. well i think like, they did that too to for the big shocker um with the double murders and the kingpin well i think that's why they did it like that so i mean they never have could to be do thinking that. one thing and then because i mean i was shocked when i got when we got to that part about the, the double murders and that trial but that could have still been at the end without well, no, he, because he that beat had, that, done, had been done He what, beat that four, five days before he died. So they could have put that right at the end, and they didn't have to... Okay. Like, they was jumping around, man. So crazy. Mm-hmm. They even was, like, going into a story in the NFL, then they went back to his dad died, and, like, they was just jumping around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still hard. It was a, it was a great it joint. Was very good, yeah. But maybe they jumped around like that because his mind was all over the place, maybe. Because mm-hmm. it's called that. So, uh... I think it was good. What what's your like overall thoughts? I mean I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, obviously when when we found out about the CTE and basically like they were showing um how his brain was and like I guess how that they took into account his decision making and stuff like that. I felt really bad for him. Um but before that, I really was feeling like everything. I could sympathize with him for for his past, but I felt like a lot of that stuff was real, like self-imposed. Like I didn't think, I didn't think some of those things that he went through warrant the behavior at all. Like usually, I'm I'm pretty sympathetic where I could see how somebody could do, you know, to could do those kind kind of things, but. For him, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe. Like I just felt like I don't. I don't know how to explain it. But he just he. It it wasn't worth it. None of that stuff was worth it. And I felt like he was doing that because of um. Trying to just be something that I I don't know if he just wanted the image of it or what. But I think it was just it was a lot of careless, a lot of stupid behavior that I really can't like. Give him any. I just I just can't give him any uh leeway because it was just it was just stupid. A lot of that stuff is just stupid. So I can't sympathize a lot with him. Okay. This is why after sense. we watched the show on Netflix before I was like so many people would not be in prison if they 
was more comfortable with their gayness, being gay, right? I don't think that the, the, the dad, I don't think that the mom and the, and the her being absent-minded with him, I don't think that the cousin dying, I don't think that, I don't think none of that, I think all that right, violence to I'm me saying. contributed to him, I mean, was from him being gay and not wanting to be open with itself about do you think so really? yes because like I, remember i was saying uh I, what was that thing we was watching where a few of them dudes was they was murderers they was and they was telling a story from death row oh i know i can't the, even think of the death, name of it it was like death row i don't like, even remember the name at all like it's not even coming to me I, I whatever know. it was how many of them dudes was gay I don't and think it, they were gay. I think they were all... Some of them was gay. A lot of them had just got sexually assaulted. Just like Aaron Hernandez did. But he right. was gay, though. They was gay. He was gay. They were gay, and since they, they, they was, like, so angry and repressing all of that energy that it that it manifested itself in the violence. Mm -hmm. A lot of them dudes, like, just, like, in prison, the reason that, that rape is so, like, such a big thing about prison is because back in the day when all of them crazy rapes was happening, that's from that. Them dudes was gay. And they couldn't express that gayness on the outside world, so they manifested it through violence. They was very, very, very violent. Like, some of the most violent people, they was gay. And then they go into prison, and now they can be violent, and they could just say, nah, nah, I just had to take his manhood from him, you know, because I'm, I'm like that, and I don't play no games. And I'm, That's how them old dudes was, man. So when, when people say, like, they acting like a lot of these young dudes is just bringing gayness out of nowhere, no, a lot of them older dudes was super gay. They just was tough and they was killers. That's the difference. People act like just because they're a killer, they're not gay. No, they. I mean, people realizing it now, nowadays, but a lot of them dudes in there, they was in there getting down like that because of their homosexuality. They couldn't handle it. Aaron Hernandez, I feel like, was on that same type of thing. Now, yeah, he got molested by a dude, by a little kid. I mean, by a, a kid that was older than him. Mm, I thought but it was somebody. It was, it was, a, like it was a kid. He was like 15. Okay. Oh well, I mean, still. I'm saying he was. Yeah, right. he was a kid older than him. But um, they he got molested or whatever. But then he he went on to do things with the, what the football teammates said that they used to be doing stuff. Now, I didn't in, believe him. They was in high school and all of that, and I don't I, know why anybody would say I, they was having sex with a boy, like unless well, they was doing it. He's. I think that the, I think the quarterback is actually gay. I think that guy was actually gay. I think it. I didn't get like. But he could. Very, he would have been on a documentary whether he was gay or not. Because he was his childhood he was friend. His friend, but I'm saying I think that, and I'm saying that he had plenty of childhood friends. I'm sure, but he got on there because he said that he was romantically involved or in, intimately involved with him. I didn't believe that he was telling the truth. I, don't I didn't know. believe Why would that him or his dad that? was being truthful. I think that they were very. Um, they kind of like jumped at the chance to be on TV. It just they was gonna be on there anyway. I don't think so. The other kid teammates was on there. Not the other. It was like two other teammates. His friends. It was like one other teammate from It was his better friends. And then you have one with the shocker. Like, oh, I know I'm going to get it. I'm going to secure it now. I'm, I'm going to say it, I was intimate the, with him. The like, kids that were his that. friends in high school, Ryan was on there. Mm -hmm. Then the one whose parent had to talk to Mr. Dennis was on there. And the guy who, the quarterback. Those was his best okay. friends. I'm just saying he didn't seem very true. I don't. Well, I'm a man. I don't know why no man would say I they know had why sex a with gay a man. man. Would lie and say they had sex with one of the bigger. Athletes That's the only the dude he was with. And, okay. Either way, though, I, I, he was gonna be on there anyway. But I feel like dudes who 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 get down like that, be violent like that, because they can't be gay in public to the to the um to the world or whatever I feel like, like that. They can't be. 
they they feel like they gotta hide it in so that shit come out in wildly violent ways. Like, and I don't even know if I if I uh anyway I ain't gonna say, but that stuff that stuff come out wildly wildly violent. And then on top of that, he had mommy issues. Y'all heard the clips at the beginning of the of the podcast where he was talking to his mom and he was saying like. I feel like I can't talk to you. And she almost was like, that's not what moms are for. And he was like, yes, that is what moms are for. That's the reason I'm so close with Tanya is because I can never talk to you. I wanted to talk to you, but I couldn't. Because every time I tell you something, he said, I would tell you something. I would tell you not to tell people. And it would always come back to me that you was telling people what I just told you. So he had issue. And then his mom hit him with the... Uh, you know, he he had got that $40 million extension and she was like, give me a million dollars. And he told her no. And then you also heard the clip where he was like, mom, you ruined my life. You fucked me up. And uh, she was like, nah, I'm not taking that. You're not putting that on me. Now, and then she was actually being somewhat like an agitator, too, because like at his right after his dad died, she started dealing with one of the husband's husband and moved him in. And then, you know, even when he was when he was an adult, like, you know, showing up to the court with the husband being there, like, you know, it was just so very Aaron Hernandez very. had a favorite cousin named Tanya or Tanya. Mm-hmm. Right? Aaron Hernandez's cousin had a husband. Aaron Hernandez's mom took the husband of Aaron Hernandez's favorite cousin and moved him into their house right after the dad died. Her cousin with cancer. I don't know if she had it then, because he was still in high school at that point. But um, yeah, this was his favorite cousin, regardless of anything else. See, this I was didn't who know he if was. He was the favorite. She was a favorite cousin after that happened, and they kind of like bonded in like this thing of like, nah. okay, my mom just. No, he grew up screwed. with her being his. Because okay. she, she said, "Remember, I told you, even as a little boy, I was gonna always take care of you." Like, that was always his, his favorite cousin. And I think that's probably the only family member he had. And that, that he was told. obviously his dad's side of the family, Yeah, that's too, his dad. That's I the Puerto Rican was, folks. Yeah. I, he, he had, um, I feel like he told, Tanya was probably the only one that he told he was gay. Mm-hmm. And she probably looked at him like, I, I'm going to protect him forever. She had ca- breast cancer, like multiple cancers all through her body. And she was willing to go to jail to not testify against that man. Like, she was effed up and she was in the courtroom she let them handcuff her she did months in jail just so she didn't have to tell on her little cousin like this lady was like see it's it's crazy because i was just he had the car in her house like i mean at her in her garage like it was it was wild to me because i was thinking like Aaron hernandez he had three major 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 women in his life his mom which he feel like effed him up then he had tanya and he had shayana we already know what that's about what what's about I mean, the two women that held him down, I mean, one black woman, one Latina woman, Latina woman, then the one who kind of screwed him up, you know, was a white woman, so. Well, I'm just saying, like, he, the three biggest figures for him would have been women because you well, had I mean, two protectors and a, and, a, and a, well, I feel like even with his dad dying, if his mom would have been, like, more attentive to him. He still wouldn't have went that path. But he had two women that was trying to rebuild him. I don't know if they was trying to rebuild him. It they was. Like they Tanya, was, of, Tanya um, was trying to keep him on the straight. She was trying to support him and his, his girlfriend. You don't think they were enabling him? Probably and eventually. I think I think from the jump. How can they enable? Like, your parents are the original people that okay, either I'm shape you or whatever. You can still enable people with parents who screwed up. or Like, you can still do that. How was, like, What did they enable him to do? 
Well, I mean, some of the things that he was doing, it seemed like he knew that Tanya was, Tanya was going to be the one who, like, act like nothing was wrong. I'm, she's going to love me regardless. Which she How you know she didn't try to straighten him out, though? When you let somebody bring a, a, a truck of, of in a murder case, a she, double It wasn't in the murder case yet. They didn't know. You don't think she knew, and, and he told her never bring that truck out of this this uh, house. Like you don't think she knew that? Don't he probably told her don't use this, but can I keep this car here? People do that all the time. You don't know where that joint came from. It was there for what a year, two years, something like that. The truck. A year, yeah. You think he didn't tell her don't like don't take the car, but but that don't mean she know what it's for. Though. And you think him just saying that was gonna be enough for her to be like, okay. Do you right. know how many times people bring things to people's house and and they say just let that stay? Can I let Not me keep for this a over? Year. Here. Not for it's a year. much longer. There's people's cars she at was other hiding family. that car. There's families' cars that's at other families' houses that have been there for a year while the person lives somewhere else and they just leave the car there. Okay, I I I have um I've I seen it, so I, I'll just time. say well, I've seen experience okay, that's with fine. that. I'm saying I have a hard time believing that he just said, "Hey, here's a car right here." Um, you know, I just want to leave it here and didn't want to, didn't let her know what was up, what was up a little bit so where she wouldn't risk it and, you know, maybe get in the car or maybe like have the garage all wide open. And, if you, you know, if you go kill, if you way, kill two like, people, you're going to go tell your family, Hey, I just killed two people. Let me keep you this You don't here. think Tanya knew he killed two people? Why would he was okay, all the way hot on, on the, on the, I just asked you phone. if you kill two, that's after he was done. He was done then. Oh, I'm talking about okay. if you go kill somebody, you about to go tell somebody in your family you did it. Who would do that? Nobody would do it, but him. He was doing the dumbest things as far as he wasn't telling he was nobody that he was killing murders people. and these crimes. He was doing very stupid things. But he wasn't going around telling people he killed it. Oh, nobody he went in that court. Well. How he called his he called his his girlfriend from the prison phone and told her to hide a gun safe. He didn't tell her how the gun Move safe. He that. said that you. He said, "Hey, that box you was looking what for." What camera it was, footage in his house? Shay, the way that they did that was so smart. Oh, he said, "Hey, well, that." Okay. Hey, that box you was looking for, um, it's in it's in this place. It was smart. Yeah. And she got rid of it, and the police never found it. Yes, it was smart. Okay. It was it was so smart. She is seen on camera carrying a bag out, and she didn't get in, she didn't go to prison for tampering with evidence and being an accomplice to a murder. Okay. He got convicted of that murder with no gun evidence. They never found it, and she didn't get locked up. And, and, she's, and what about him being with the two guys who who killed his uh, Odin Lloyd? On camera, at he, his house, in his house. Wait, what do you mean? He had camera footage in his home. With his friends, not killing With the man. There's friends, no camera footage of him killing The friends him. that he was uh, saying killed the man, and he's over here being all chummy with these guys on camera in his home. Because right? when they was in the house, they wasn't planning on saying, hey, we're going to tell them that these two guys killed him. Okay. That was just a defense that is, that is, I feel like if he would have had the second lawyer during the first trial, he would have beat that too. Okay. They used the same exact defense. You know the the first murder case, the Odin Lloyd one. The defense was it wasn't Aaron. It was these two bad guys. Okay. That's the exact same defense that the man Jose Bays used in the second double murder. He used the exact. He said it wasn't Aaron. It was this bad man right here, Bradley, because a drug deal went wrong and he shot them. Okay. He used the exact same defense and he beat it. And everybody had been saying that Aaron Hernandez killed these two dudes. The man even went up in court and said he was mad that he spilled some drink and he reached over and shot him in the car. Everybody believed that Aaron Hernandez did it. Everybody but me. I'm saying he beat it. Okay. He beat the double murder. I'm just saying. Well, but anyway, what we was talking about was the was the two was the women. I feel like they was holding the man down. 
Now, you could say it's enabling, but I think that once you're in a situation, your, your job is to either you're going to help the person out or you're going to say, I'm not, I'm not messing with you at all. Mm-hmm. I think that they decided that we're going we're gonna to try to help you as best as we can because you're already in the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't knock them for that. And I think that the way that, the way that, um, that, that, cause Shay was at every court date, mm-hmm. she held him down. She even testified and didn't even mess him up with none of her testimony. She got rid of a murder weapon on camera and they couldn't do nothing with it because of the way that they got rid of it. She said, I put it in a dumpster. They was like, where's the dumpster at? She was like, I don't know. And that was it. They just ne- they just went forward with the murder case without ever finding it. Hmm. Like, hey man, I support I support them type of people. Do you? Do I? Do I not? I don't know. Yes, I do. What are you talking about? I mean, I'm not saying they did anything wrong per se, but I Come do on, think man. I think hold, hold your I think down. that they definitely um and and they they were gaining from him as well. I mean, hey. If you if but, you if you riding with somebody, you should gain from them. Okay, that's what I'm saying. There's I'm, nothing I don't wrong think with that. Wrong. I do think the, I do think that uh, hold them down. Okay, but I do think they also enabled a lot of things with him. Okay. I think he was gonna do the stuff that he did, whether he had those people or not. However, if you if you if you on somebody's side, mm-hmm. be on their side, man. And that's what them women did. Tanya, man, Tanya, she did it until she died. Shay, she did it until he died. So, hey, man, people, when they on your squad, they on squad. I don't know what's up with his mom, but she's a white woman. So, you know, that's how they get down. They raise them type. Aaron Hernandez even told his mom if he was with her right now, he would have punched her in the face. Like like white women, they, they do something to their kids and it makes them violent towards them. Like, it makes them want... It's like the kids don't like them. No you know what it is? Huh? We got nothing. It's like they... It's like they... It's like um, since they don't have a lot of experience raising children in America, since black women was raising their kids for them, it's like they don't really know what to do with kids. I don't think they have a... I hate to say this, but I, I don't think that they are... They have, like, a nurturing bone in their body. Like, they, I don't... Because they spent so many years not really doing it. like... Like even I think that about them in general, not men, women, men. Of course, the they're men. just very much like not like people always say, like, you know, black people, Hispanic people, you know, a lot of different people, Asians. They love their kids. You know, what I mean, we you know how we feel about our kids. I don't know about Asian. I don't know. Oh, they have a, they so. have a situation with their parents. Ch- children and parents in the Asian homes, they have a thing too. I don't too. think so. I think I. I, I oh, think, you better get get into it. I think they're a lot harder. I think they're harder. Oh, get into it. They they have a they have a they have a thing. Well, okay. There's a there's a thing going on in it. They don't they don't tell their business though. That's the, but there's a thing in that world. But go ahead. I hear you. I, I don't think they're trying to beat up the mom and everything. I don't have to be that. But anyway, and I think I'm I'm just saying they just don't seem like very nurturing people, and 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 I'm saying that as. Like I'm not around them a lot, but it just they just don't seem that way to me. I just don't think they have enough exp- like they haven't they had a large break in their parenting. Like they went a capable. large period of time where they were not parenting. I don't think the they're black- able. Huh? I don't think they're capable. I mean it was a time where they was forced to. I mean not forced, but they were doing it before. Yeah, and we are well, okay. We don't know how many of them was 
the kids are smacking them around. I feel like you got people like Italians. They have much better relationships with their parents. Maybe. Because they wasn't the ones... They wasn't here yet during American slavery. They was over there and they still had bonds with their people. Like it's the it's the English it's the Amer it's the English ones who mm-hmm. would who been here for for six hundred years and had somebody else doing their motherly duties for them. Maybe they Maybe. they I mean, they have they point. have beef. They beef with their kids. Like their kids want to hurt them. Right. A lot of them. They they go and they do stuff like that. Then they go choose a man that their kid wants to absolutely murder. Like they do stuff like this, man. And not saying everybody no, don't have that, that aspect. That's a good point. Because, I mean, like you said, I think Italians and, you know, Irish people. Greek. Like a lot they of have people, good relationships have good with relationships. their parents. So you're right. But I'm I'm only going for, I'm only talking about, like, you know, American or English. You know, just those It's people. the Anglos, man. Yeah. They're Anglos, just they effed up. So now, weird. all in all, like I see a lot, you said that you don't really have no sympathy for Aaron Hernandez. I don't think a lot of people do, but. Uh, I don't think it. I I don't look at it as a do I have sympathy or not. It's just like a crazy story mm-hmm. to even hear. I thought I knew a lot of the stuff, but I didn't. Um, it's the family stuff is what I did. His family stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know some of that. I didn't know that his fiance was sisters with Odin Lloyd's boy sis, mm-hmm. uh, girlfriend. I didn't know that part. And when I when I was. See, I was seeing the word sister pop up a lot in the case, but I was just assuming it was all Odin Lloyd's sister. Mm-hmm. So I never, like, every time they used the term sister, I didn't realize that it was a deeper mm-hmm. link in all of this stuff, man. I think um, I think maybe, um, and I shouldn't use the word sympathy. I, I guess I don't really, it doesn't really, I don't really internalize it at all, but I think maybe... I'm, maybe I'm just looking from it, looking at it from an aspect of like being hardened with like trauma and stuff, or like, and I, I'm, I was looking at it like, I mean, your life wasn't that crazy, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like, I mean, obviously I mean, I, he got sexually that, assaulted. Yeah, anybody I got, get molested? Right? Home. No, I get it. And then but his I'm dad just, died when he was in high school. Like that's his dad that's, died at 16. That's rugged. And his um, dad was beating his mom up. Like right, all of that. That's a rugged. It. That's a rugged life. That's what. Okay, it's a rugged life. But I'm saying, even with that, I'm saying like. You go around like you make it into like to be one of the better like NFL athletes. You got forty million dollar deals, like I mean a forty million dollar like contract. You pretty much are now. You're like wanting to be back in that life. Like I, I maybe it's just me of being like judgmental or what, but I just don't see it as. I, an excuse. People were saying that on the documentary, but they, but, but that's like acting like Aaron Hernandez was the first one. There are some people who can't get over the things that happened to them. Okay. Everybody don't handle everything the same way, like you said while we was watching it. Mm-hmm. So you know that some people is not going to handle their dad dying, sexual molestation, and watching abuse the you. same way that other people might handle. Ray Lewis caught a body. Ray Carruth had a bu- child of his mother. I mean, the child of his. I mean, the mother okay. of his child murdered while the child was in the stomach. Some people do crazier things than others. It's just it's just how things go. Like OJ, they they say he done went crazy, stabbed two people to death. Like some people handle their trauma differently than others. Like it's just always gonna be a thing. So I don't think comparing like all, you don't all, have to compare. All, but that's saying, what the dudes on the documentary was doing. It was like so many of us have had the same head traumas and all this type of stuff, but everybody handles it differently. 
I'm, like Junior Seau handled it. CTE thing because I don't know anything about. I'm not that, saying that. I'm saying that's what their comparison about his was. Childhood trauma. Basically. Childhood trauma. Some people have those childhood traumas and don't even make it out of past 18 because they go get themselves killed doing stupid stuff. Yeah, but so my thing is once you make it to that. But point, making it don't change your brain though. Your brain is your brain. It don't change that. It don't change your brain. But I, that to me is like you know people like people who got raped turning into rapists. Like I don't. I don't get. I don't see how it's excusable at all. Those I are the most s- people that turn into rapists. No, but I'm saying that that's unnecessary. Like it's not like a thing where oh I got raped so I decided to rape people. Like no, yeah, you that, don't. it don't you happen don't, like don't that, do to that. that to everybody. But a lot of the people who go on to rape other people have been molested or raped. I feel That's like how it affects okay. some people. Some okay. people do that because they feel like they want the power. They don't think, well, I'll get the power by going on and becoming a CEO of a big company. Sometimes their mind is stuck and trapped in a, in a sick, twisted way that they feel, I'll get the power by taking power from other people the same way somebody took it from me. That's how sick some people are. And that's what certain things, like certain people see somebody hitting on their parent and they go on to become advocates against domestic violence. Some people take it and go hit on on other women. Yeah, and it's just, that just it's just different. Like everybody handles it differently. Like Aaron Hernandez, he didn't take the the dad beating on the mom didn't affect him in that way that it affects other people. He, he would say he was dumb, gonna punch his mother in the face, but he never did though. We don't know because if you say you're gonna punch I've, your mother in the face, I think you've tried. You, okay, you maybe, but he but he didn't him. he didn't hit his spouse though, or they didn't never say that he did, but. I feel like the thing that messed with him the most was the molestation. And then he took that and went Maybe. on to... He didn't molest people, but he killed, uh, He he became very violent. And he might have... You know, they say he might have been messing with Odin Lloyd and ended up killing him. But I'm just saying, everybody handles their they traumas differently. Okay. So for for the dudes that was on, on the documentary saying like, no, that's not an excuse. No, it's the reason. Whether you take it as an excuse or not, Hey, but the reason that he was this way is because of X, Y, Z. Now, that Aaron Hernandez story has always been crazy to me, but he didn't make it out. My man OJ made it out. So listen, man, ESPN, I know y'all listening. Give OJ a job, man. I feel like there's nobody that's still... nobody gonna mess with OJ, man. A lot of people mess with him. He just ain't on TV. I'm saying... His friends are all these people. You think so? That's he goes golfing with these people every day. These all white people that he be, he go um, golf with these all white men that got power, big money. Say, are they at ESPN? No, I'm not saying ESPN, like, but ESPN well, ain't the only. I know. You know awesome. what I mean? Whatever. I'm just saying say. that's just what came to mind. But I'm just saying like OJ is OJ is a football. Risk, like putting him on TV. He's a. But I feel like people are over it. I don't think so. Only only people who stuck on that is white women. That's it. And there you go. White women who has who has white husbands. That, oh, they white. You know, the white husbands don't care about their woman. Okay, they still a black man still beat. Uh, I mean, not, he beat. A, Those are his friends. Really... They love OJ. Mm-mm, white people have been so. the ones keeping OJ afloat, because black people wasn't messing with OJ for a long time. Okay. Like his his white connections are what even. Man, listen, OJ OJ is good on all. He's he's okay. Like, he can be, be... I'm just saying give him a job, not because if people like him or not. I'm saying because of how smart of a football mind he is. Because he he, go, he does commentary on Twitter all the time. And the dude is, is, is on point. And I don't even be... Uh, I don't know if he's right or not, but I see that he's saying the same stuff a lot of people say after him. Mm-hmm. 
It's like he wake up in the morning, he give his football breakdown, and then on all of the networks and all that, they say the exact same thing. So he's on point, I think. Let's get into this music now. So a few days ago, I had made this post, right? Because I, I was watching Morris Day on Vlad TV, and like I, like I don't really want to support Vlad, but like I say, he has the most, he has the best people on his show, on his um. On his joint. Like, I can't even deny it. Nobody's even close to Vlad when it comes to getting... I mean, his interviews ain't that great, though. They are great. As far mm -hmm. as getting interviews and talking to the people that you want to hear from, nobody's doing what Vlad is doing. Mm -hmm. I wish there was competition, but there's not. All right? And I don't, Joe Budden and Charlemagne fighting over who does... Like, they need to be fighting with Vlad. Vlad is the one running what they think they want to do or whatever. Because, all right, anyway... Flat TV had Morris Day on there. And Morris Day was talking about all these people he was working with. And he worked with Prince and Jimmy Jam. So I was like, yo, the Midwest is really the top music. That, like, as far as music history, black music history, the Midwest got the best region that musicians come out of. So I gave my little top five list. And I had, you know, um, Michael Jackson, Prince. I had Eminem on there, but he ain't black, even though he's part of black music. So I took him off. I put Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross. And um, Kanye West as a starting five. And I was like, yo, I don't think no other region can have a starting five like that, right? I'm holding my region now. But Shay come through with the with the East Coast joint because she ain't even from the East Coast. But no, she kind of is because she's from North Carolina and they love I'm New not York. from North Carolina. Stop that. You're not from North Carolina? No. You ain't from North Carolina? Stop playing. You from North Carolina to me. I'm not from North Carolina. And North Carolinians and if, think they're from New York. And I say this. If I'm they from think North from Carolina, New York. take some people off of your list. Because I lived about? in North Carolina to, for, to the age of eight. And a okay. lot of people on that list, I'm sure. Because, no. I mean, even one in your, your top five what? was in the South a lot longer than I was in North Carolina. Who so, are you talking about? Diana Ross. In the South when she was born in no she wasn't Detroit she was born in Alabama I seen Look well, her Wikipedia that's what I looked up that's the only reason I didn't know that nothing about that woman okay. I looked it up and I All saw right. Detroit I'm just I'm just letting you know so, I'm letting you know I saw Cause, Detroit because if that's the case we can go through your list and we can start combing no we can't what so are you I'm talking just about? letting you know I'm not from North Carolina you are so, from North and North okay, Car people from North Carolina think they're from New York right you that said has that. nothing to do with me eight years of your life you thought you was from New York absolutely not I knew I wasn't from North Carolina. You was. Even your family tells you. My, yeah, you've been to New York. Yeah, we all used to go to New York all the time. Okay. You a, a lot of my family went to New York. You a New Yorker. From Charleston, South Carolina. That's why immediately when I brought up my Midwest list, she went straight to East Coast. No, I, I'm saying... She's supposed listen. to hold your region down. Tell me why the South is great. The South is great. The South is great for things way other than music. So we, Oh, we, we was talking we, music, though. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm saying. We was talking music, though. Okay, but every time I put out my little... Oh, they're not really that big. Oh, you can't really use... Um, no, not, <laughs> not that they're not really that big. So, was they bigger than the okay, big five? Okay, the bigger artists came from, I think... The East, the East Coast. Okay. So there you go. So let but me, let me, let me. All right. So let's just do, because I just gave my five, right? Okay. What's your five right quick? Okay. Just the, just well, the top big five. No, but I'm saying five. like, we could get to the other list, but who's the big five on your list? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let me go through here. I think I had, I had Whitney Houston, mm -hmm. New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I had Jay-Z, New York. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, Mariah Carey, mm -hmm. New York. I had, I think I had Donna Summer. Mm -hmm. Donna From Summer. From Boston. Um, well, what am I? And I had Luther Vandross. 
Vandross. Luther. Okay. That's a good big five. They got a strong big five, but they big five ain't ain't um Okay, well. Ain't uh ain't bigger than So then we then we started talking more and more and we was like, Well, we started naming more people and I was just like even when we started naming more people, the Midwest is still very, very, very strong. But then you started naming um no, you didn't have uh Luther or you had Mary J. Blige when we was talking about I said marriages now. Oh you said it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean like I, I could have No, you, you know, said you said I said Tupac I had Tupac because Tupac was there till he was, you know, okay. a teenager. Um when we were talking about it. But no, it, that was my top five. It was it was Whitney, Mary, Mariah, Jay Z and Luther. No, because you just said Donna Summer. You didn't I say. Took, remember, I took Donna off and I put Luther in there. I just put Luther. No, because you said she was the queen of disco. I you mean, she is her. the queen of disco. So how you gonna take her off and put Luther? You didn't how, do that. How can I take Luther off? And what is he the king of? It don't matter. He's the king of <laughs> Luther Vandross. She's the king of queen of disco. Okay. So how he ain't the king of nothing? It don't matter if he's the king of nothing. Okay. Y'all, y'all just went. Y'all go what back and hear. She didn't say the queen of. Well, she's just one of the biggest ever. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm Luth- just saying, Luther's huge. Luth- no, she's one of the biggest ever, all genres. Luther's okay. not. All right. That's why she's on there. Okay. Anyway, go ahead with your list, man. No, give me some now, cause you no, you was naming more. List. No, no, you named more before no, I did. No, I didn't. Go ahead. Cause I gave five. She started naming fifty people. I, from, no, I did not. Come on. She was man. like this person. She was like, you know me. I, I like Jill I Scott. Jill Scott. I mean, I'm D'Angelo. First, come on. I went first last time. You go ahead. Last, last time when? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you ten. No, I'm gonna, give me the whole. No, because I got a lot. We gonna go. We gonna go back and forth. I don't Every, have ten. I don't have all those people. Let me see. What oh, I'm see, the Midwest is built. The Midwest is built like that when it comes to music history, y'all. All right, so I gave y'all. I gave y'all some shit like Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, R. Kelly, The Temptations, Common, Art Tatum, Kid Cudi, Miles Davis, Chuck Berry. That's just one sliver. Let me let me hear what you got. So wait, no, oh, well, that's no. I thought we were doing like superstars. That's not fair. Who you, ain't no superstar? What did you just say? Uh, what did you say? Well, I, I t- go back. Where's old Miles superstar. Davis from? Miles Davis from Chicago. And you had Kid Cudi. On Kid Cudi. No, yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Come on now. What do you mean? The people you was now. naming. You Are said you Jill Scott. Come on, man. Jill Scott over Kid Cudi. Yes. Who's a bigger star? They're both big stars. They neither Jill one Scott of them. started like was like one of the founders of a genre. Like what are you? She talking wasn't one about? of the founders of no genre. What, do, what are you talking about? She's one of the biggest artists in neo soul. What the heck? That's is a Kid subgenre Cuddy of R and B. I don't care what it is. We talking Kid say, we Kid talking Cuddy about for? big like, what, he's artists. Nobody. We talking he's about nobody. big artists. One of my favorite Kanye West. My favorite Kanye West albums comes from Kid Cudi's okay. pen. And my Jill Scott one of the, got one of the best R&B albums of all time. So what? That don't so mean somebody else ain't have? a big He's artist. Trash. That don't say... Okay. So you don't know music then. What are you talking about? I don't about? know music because I said Kid Cudi is Kid like Cudi a star or not? No. So that's why I said you don't know music. Is he, is he a He's, celebrity? He's not a sure, star. maybe. He's not a star? Who, okay. Look. He's not a are star? Are you going to compare him to Jill Scott? I didn't compare him. I said you put somebody that wasn't an all-time... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I gave you... I gave you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let me hear eleven. See how you? She can't even keep her own. Th- I can keep your my own thought, but I'm thoughts. just saying since we're doing that kind of thing now, because I didn't know, I didn't know we was doing B and C list. B and C, Kid Cudi is a B and C list. Is he an A list? Not all time, but when you expanded the list, because I could, all right, let's say we take Kid Cudi off. Let's take Kid Cudi. Well, we only go through. No, we gonna only do no. That wasn't my first ten. I just first that group. That group. No, no, I'm gonna just give you the, the biggest. So we are gonna no, take people no, that's his. Give me that group nope, again. We are gonna take people that's that Did level off. Repeat what you say, because you because you nope. 
Because you don't want me going. Nope. We're going to only do the biggest no, ever. we don't have to. Go ahead. Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, R. Kelly, Temptations, Common, Art Tatum, Miles Davis, Chuck Berry, Kanye West, Isley Brothers. Art Tatum. Who's that? He's an old jazz legend. Okay, one of the top know. ever. Okay, Kanye West, Isley Brothers, Smokey Robinson, Quincy Jones, Bone Thugs, The Supremes, Lupe, okay, Lupe, Bobby Womack, The OJs, Shaka Khan, Nelly, Babyface, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, The Levert Family, John Legend, Janet Jackson, Aretha Franklin, The Ohio Players, Bootsy Collins, Zap, Curtis Mayfield, Josephine Baker. Give me your list that's better than that list. Okay, I think I have a list that's on par. On par. I sure do. Come I, on, man. I have here Whitney Houston, Marvin Gaye, Patti LaBelle, Donna Summer, Mary J. Blige, Jay-Z, Jill Scott, LL Cool J, Mariah Carey, Alicia Keys, Dion, uh, Dion Warwick, Kelly Price, Faith Evans, Tony Braxton, Jasmine Sullivan, Ja Rule, Ashanti, Rick James, Teddy Pendergrass, Bobby Brown, and New Edition, Duke Ellington, Run DMC, Puff Daddy, Ella Fitzgerald, 50 Cent, Lauren Hill, George Clinton, Chubby Checker, The Roots, um, which, I mean, obviously, the whole group, The Roots. I mean, Tupac, DMX, Parliament, and George Clinton. So, the Parliament and George Clinton. Clinton. So, I think if I you, if you If list. you got um, Marvin Gaye on there, you could put anybody from the DMV on there. Why can't I? I mean... You can. I can't? Why not? I said can. You should. Okay. So what? So why Missy not on your list? Missy is on my list. Oh, I didn't hear her. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought I had. Oh, you know what? Yeah, she is. I scratch her. I don't know why. But um, yeah, Missy's on my list. But yeah, I think our list is. I mean, I it's a good list, but it's. Hard. I mean, okay. So I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying. Just hand the Midwest the crown. I want no, you to no, hand no, us no, the no, crown, no, though. No, no, no. Listen. You ain't gonna do it. Listen, what I'm saying. <sighs> I think that the music, my favorite. Uh, genre of music which is like R&B so well my favorite is disco I love disco so but a lot of the big disco acts are from the Midwest Diana Ross um, Shaka Khan had a lot of big disco records so I'm just saying yes they have a lot of artists because I feel like Motown was such a force so yes the DMV has I mean not DMV I'm sorry the Midwest has a lot of artists a lot of big artists a lot of like icons the best roster but okay that's fine but i'm just saying give we, us when the we, crown when we started talking about it it was like you it was like a wash like it, when it we was. were talking like you were like oh it's a wash like nobody else and i'm like no, 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 there's no. A, I, like I there said was nobody some... got a better roster i didn't say nobody got stars but nobody got okay. a better roster okay i think you were talking about like the concentration of stars i was um, i said our big five is smacking anybody else's big five. Okay, well, well, I'm just saying when it comes to like, let's just, we could take into a, a consideration numbers. Let's do it. Michael Jackson, number one okay. ever in all things. All right, number one, yes. Michael Jackson. Okay. Yes. But I'm saying you still got, you know, we got Mariah. You got and we got Whitney, Stevie Wonder for Mariah. Puffy, you got, I'm just saying. Give, okay, give me your top no, two with numbers listen, and I'll give you my no, top I'm two with numbers. Saying, listen, there's some big, there's some big numbers. Here. Our big three, I'm I didn't even have. Saying, Quincy, I forgot Quincy Jones used to do albums because he was a jazz oh, musician. Okay. All right. All right. I forgot Go about that. Our big three, okay. Michael Jackson, right. Stevie Wonder, and Quincy Jones, man. You're not going to, you, so you, okay, y'all got Quincy Jones, but you don't think there's a lot of great producers in. No, in, I didn't say it's not York, great. I'm I saying mean, our big five is Teddy crazy. Riley, uh, our big five is crazy, though. That's all Rick I was saying. Rick James is like a, a crazy producer. He's a good like, musician. What yeah, I'm, I, so. Okay, for Rick James, I got Prince. All right, yeah. 
What we doing? I love Rick James more than I like Prince, but I mean, right. I'm not going. I'm not and, going. And one half of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is is from the East Coast, so. Okay, take them off my so, list. Yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care. My so look at the rest go, of my we list. We just keep keep that going. Whatever, take them off the list. I still have thirty All others. All right, and then we, we're not matter. gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the jazz on the East Coast jazz. Um, Give me the big names. It ain't none of them the bigger big than Miles Davis. Okay, but I'm just okay. Jazz. I'm talking about like. During the Harlem Renaissance, all of those artists Name from them. there and coming into New York, well, they were all coming from the South. Oh, so that's why I said, so they if I wanted south. to no, if you go wanted to, through nothing. your list, I looked at we where could people was born out. at. No, okay, I looked at t- where they was born. You could t- I didn't put nobody that was born in the South. Where they born? Because some of okay. them is is being claimed to the Midwest because they take moved Kanye it. off. Whatever, that don't matter. He don't go to the East Coast list. It don't matter. So take him off. My Big Five is still smacking any Big Five. Like it don't matter. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you going to you have to pick and take people off just to, to and, and they don't even help your they don't I'm even help you your, know they like, don't even help your list. I'm just saying, don't don't act like a lot. I'm gonna of act those, like that. Okay, all right. I'm gonna act like that. Mm-hmm. The Midwest is the music capital of America. Okay, all right. <laughs> we run this thing, man. Come on, yo. The Midwest. The, the Midwest. Damn. The East Coast is next. The South is next. The West Coast. They got work to do. If anybody could tell me a West Coast Big Five or Big 20 or whatever, like, come, come. And y'all see the list that we gave. We're talking about all of black music. If the, the West Coast, y'all don't have no, no, y'all don't have no spot in this conversation. I, I hate to I say that. Put Biggie on here. I hate to say that with Mountain View, California, whoever that was out there listening, man. Shout out to y'all. Don't know who lives there. But the and, and whoever you is, if y'all have a Big Five or a Big 10, let me know who it is. Because it's going to be Snoop Dogg, Kendrick. Uh, y'all can't get Pac because Pac is East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all got E40. Like when when E40 start getting added to the list, they can't. They don't even got Too Short. Why? I don't think Too Short from. No, he not. No, he was LA. Then he moved to Oakland. Okay. Yeah, he's For from the most out there. Part is, okay, okay. He claimed Oakland because that's where he his formative years. Oh, okay. I thought he didn't move out there until because I thought Mm-mm. he was from like down here. He's from the south. Yeah, I thought he was from the south. South of LA, I mean south of California. Oh I mean. no, I'm saying I thought he was from the south, Mm-mm. but okay. But but uh, but yeah, man, the the um, I, yeah, they got Ice Cube out there, but most of they most of they West Coast people are gonna be like rappers. They might have a couple mm-hmm. couple musicians like that, but the South, the South uh, has a whole lot of people. They they not like on the level of some of these other people that we naming. But um, the East Coast and, and the Midwest, and you know what that is, though. Since so many Southern people left the South and went to New York and they went to Detroit, yeah, we had, people in the Cincinnati. South had other problems, man. Well, they they couldn't they, be just they walk went, around here singing like they couldn't be doing all that. Well, that ain't true. I mean, because they, they have a church. lot of singers. They sing in church. No, they had a lot of saying, singers in the South. Really, they just they didn't. Had a lot of struggles going. There was on. a lot of struggles everywhere, but they had singers. Oh, they just oh. didn't become as big as the people we named. I mean, outside of like Ray Charles, James Brown. Yeah. You know, people like, but they had a lot they of singers. Was, you know, white people's behind their tour buses to be trying to do all kinds That's of That's all, tunes, though. You know, I'm just saying. That was all people. That was all people. But the thing about it is, uh, they have a lot of singers in the South. They just didn't uh, get as big as some of these other people that we know. And a lot of the people on your list is more modern musicians. And the South mm-hmm. have a lot of a lot of people now, and they still ain't get to know Mariah Levels and all of that. No. Or Mary J. And, you know, there were singers coming out of the South in the ni- 80s and 90s. But they okay, wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't like. I mean, obviously, like they when it came out, like with LaFace, as far as like Tony Braxton and you know those kind of singers concerned. But 
before that, I, I don't think that there were like music labels that was set up in the South. I don't think that there were a lot of those um, things because really and truly like who, like I said, black people in the South, I think they had a, a little bit uh, different experience. Obviously it was different. I mean, it was like that everywhere, but I think it was just a little bit worse down here as far as uh, being able to say, oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have a music. Uh, I doubt it, cause uh, all of the black businesses was down that south. Could prob- could black black just people get in the south burnt down. Black by, people in the south was doing people. better than people other places. That's why the only thing we had was sports and music. Cause there's no there's like in every that's why everybody's moving back down okay, south okay, now because saying, so many people down south have had businesses for so long. Right, but that's why I we said have what I said about. You know, I said, well, if we were to talk about different things in the South other than like music, if we want to talk about, but you make it seem sports, like they weren't singing because they was living because of racism. People, they was I thriving. They were thriving in other areas, but I'm saying, as far as to say, oh, you know what? Because singing is super extracurricular. Like, I mean, you sing. It is, but we sing, sing in the Midwest because there's nothing. People, there's no other opportunities. Okay. If you lose your factory job as a black person in the Midwest, there's nothing else. Okay. That's the I'm difference. Saying, we can't be like, oh. My my uncle has an insurance company. My uncle got a construction company. We didn't have that, so people had to sing and play football. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying those are the even, options. And, and and you probably don't want to bring. I mean, obviously, black people are religious everywhere, but the people down here, the people in the south, like I said, in my church, we didn't have drums until I was in high school, because it was like singing is not something that you. Music is supposed to be like for. I don't want to say the devil, but it was like that. Like, you know, the devil being an angel of music and all kind of other stuff. It was like that. Nobody was singing. I mean, people sing in church, but it wasn't like something that you do um, to make money. Even as a child, like, oh, you want to sing to make money? Oh, no, you like, no, you better go to work. Or that was a long time ago, though. It was a long time. I'm talking about when, even my childhood. I'm saying even then, like, obviously people were coming out in the South. Yeah, they were. I'm saying, but even the mindset of it is, there are so back then. I think singing was like such a farce. Did like, you count like, TLC? No, I didn't count TLC. TLC should be on there. Well, I was saying because I told. Oh no, no, no! That's the south. Of, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Right, and then it seemed like only one of them was actually from, you know, the south, from Atlanta anyway. But um, I didn't count them. The the uh, they all was from different places. So I, was I just feel like when you have when you have uh, um, less to do when you have less that you are able to do, you're gonna go to entertainment. That's why these areas are have more singers. You're right about that. The South had more black business. Like, you had black people in the South that was like, I'm about to go be a veterinarian. I'm about to go be a doctor. I'm about to go be a surgeon. Or Like super scholars to, and all that different stuff. Is, yeah. Like, they, had, they had more pride in other things back then. So, yeah, the religious thing was heavy enough that when they, kept, they could keep their kid on the religious path, they could also get them to go to college route. Right or and, or a better route than than making music. So and yeah, and they don't the have a Motown. Singers. They don't have a Motown of the South. Right, and obviously the best singers. I think LaFace being the closest thing to, and that had nothing. That's no comparison. But I think the closest thing to, um, like, okay, people are religious down here. They're black people are just religious. They sing in church. A lot of them sing in church. But down here, it is it is like okay, if you sing, that's cool. But it's the biggest thing that pushes. Going to college, going to one of these HBCUs, that's like their parents' dream for you. Going to one of these HBCUs, being a doctor, being this, being that, like having your own business, that kind of thing is more pushed in. Oh, you singing? Like, okay. Yep. Until now, like these kids, Atlanta's like all rap and right. sing. But I feel like most of history, there was a different different type of thing going on. 
But um, I think the South would have had it more when you go back before the Motown era. That's when I feel like the South would have had oh, it because yeah. they would have had blues and jazz I mean, mostly. Yeah, like you, you still. But we don't that, know them people James, that much. though. James Brown, you, you Ray Charles, yeah. Ray, Ray Charles, Al Green, um, Little Richie, like Little Richie, Lionel Richie those, too. Lionel Richie, like obviously there's a big uh, group of like black people down here. But I'm just saying, I think that people that wasn't like the priority like for a lot of black people. Uh, yeah, but I feel I just feel like it's, it's just something like they was they was down here singing, and they was famous, but they wasn't getting as big as some of the other people in the other regions. Cause you would have to leave, huh? You would have to leave. Whether you leave or not, we counting where they from. Well, so they could, okay. a lot of people did leave, but right, they still wasn't wasn't blowing like to the level that some of these other people was blowing. It's weird. And then a, a lot like like James Brown. I mean, obviously he got huge, but. You know, people always say for the most part of his career, he was doing the Chitlin circuit, which is basically like these little spots down south. It wasn't like, you know, he was playing these big white areas and I mean, these big white venues and stuff like that. Well, at a certain point in history, they were sending all the black people from everywhere on the Chitlin circuit to the south. People from the Midwest, North, everything, they had to come down here. Well, I'm saying I think that the big the black people was just getting so big down here. With the Chitlin circuit, but I'm saying a lot of like James Brown was like at one point being like, Oh, I'm proud, I'm black, and I'm not about to be entertaining like a bunch of like whiteies or white people or whatever. I'm just saying there was a lot, the mindset was just a lot different. But I'm saying like everybody in that era had to do that though. Not er- it was only a few that, that got to the, the white stages from back in the 50s and right. 60s, yeah, I get that. most of them, but. I just feel like the Midwest, like our, our, our musical, and a lot of these people on this list write, sing, and produce music mm-hmm. and play instruments like a lot of them do. It's a lot of bands in the Midwest. I mean, it used to be. I wish it would come back for real because playing instruments is, is so cool to me. So I wish I wish they would why really come. You, why don't you start back playing the instrument? Huh? Why don't you start back playing the instrument? I don't know, man. Maybe you should do that. I know. But, uh, yeah, I, I wish... Um, I wish bands and stuff like that would come back and people who uh, play guitar and all that and all these different instruments. See, now, you know what I think, though? I think some of these better musicians are down here now. Like, I, I think... Now? I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, yeah, like playing instruments and stuff like that because look at... And a lot of people are coming down, even with the, on the college scene, like these big bands... These bands ain't just great because they're entertaining. No, these are like great bands. Like, fam, you look at FAMU. But they have fam, bands I'm, everywhere. But they have as bands solo artists, what do they I'm do? Can still, they create their own music as a as an instrument player? I'm sure. I'm but sure. But they're not doing it. Okay, I I don't I don't see how they. It's so much okay. easier to play music like like somebody like a like a um an arranger is like Prince and Alicia Keys and like mm-hmm. Quincy Jones. That's a different level genius right there. Because okay. it's so and John Legend. People like that is much harder to do than for somebody to direct you. Is John Legend an arranger? He writes his own music. Okay. We just talked about, um, what's his name? Um, Kirk Franklin. I mean. Right. I'm said, saying people I'm like saying that. I'm just saying there's people. I'm like not, been what are you talking about? Years, so. I say people okay. like that are geniuses okay. to me. Not just as somebody, I was in a band, so... I'm as good Not as somebody just, else. I was in played. a band. I'm saying he was in a big marching great... band. Somebody, it was I'm somebody else's there was genius. Still, that there's put that still together. hundreds of people in, in, in that's in this marching band that are musicians that are great musicians that are just not just just going into because the band itself is whatever. But 
the music that like the way they play that music, they're like some of the best musicians ever. They're coming, you know, they're they're here for they're in college to play music. They're the best. Like FAMU has the best. But if you play the instrument, I play I play trumpet. I play I play trumpet. It's very like playing an instrument is not the hard part about becoming becoming a musician. But I'm saying you but you brought up you want it you want people to Go back to playing instruments. You Get see? back to it. Right. And then I so gave I'm saying, examples. But, that, but there are so many. I'm saying that's still a big thing down here because it's big of everywhere. these. I'm saying, I'm saying it's, it's a big thing still here. It's big everywhere. In the South because of some of these big bands and some of these kids. But like these bands are going shrinking. To college and these schools are going out of business. Because of going to the band. Like but, that's what but these the, schools the bands are, are holding the schools up. But they're falling apart still with the okay. bands. And, the, and these schools' population are shrinking. Finding. The reason because you can't build a school... And funded off of band. Bands might be exciting, but they don't bring money like they don't, that. They don't have to bring money. I'm they saying, do need I'm to bring money. They're bringing. They're bringing students because they're bringing. Because they won't the bring anything if they close. Musicians. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is. I'm just saying it's still. I'm saying bring it back in the sense of about, like, like people being creative with it because just having a skill like me, I had the skill to play the instrument, but I wasn't writing trumpet songs you could have went on to do that if i know i'm just saying I, play, that's why correct? i said people bring because you know how many people have been in college bands fam you uh but i'm just saying it's still a thing i'm saying it's still a thing as far went, as people playing uh, i didn't say it wasn't a thing a i'm talking thing, about so. people like prince okay that's a guitar like i'm i don't know how many stages you went to to go see somebody play a trombone I'm not going to see trombone that. Trombone is my favorite. Maybe it is, but I don't know how so. many stages you and, went and to go watch somebody And the biggest trombone players are from South Carolina. I said, I don't know how many... I know people play trombone. Okay. How many times you go to a concert to see a person play a trombone? I mean, I've I never done it. I never will. As much as I want to hear it in a band, I don't want to hear it on... I'm talking about people who can go and become their own musicians mm-hmm. based on their playing an instrument. Like my man Gary Clark Jr. or, 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 or mm-hmm. Fishbone. Or... These other people who play in, in when I when I was, I like to see people create their own. Like if somebody could get on a trombone and like make a career out of that, now that would be fire to me. I mean, but I haven't seen nobody do that. Dizzy a lot Gillespie of the instruments in the band. Dizzy Gillespie was um, one of the biggest. But that was like players. fifty years before. Just, I was okay, sixty, it, seventy okay, years. Okay, I'm before. just saying. One per like how many people? Okay. I'm just saying like we got one in history. Not one in history. I'm, I'm saying, saying the okay. It's a long time ago. I want to South Carolina is known for having big trombone players. Yeah, but when are they becoming solo players. artists? Uh, okay, I don't know. This is what I want to see. I want to see them become solo artists. If they if there's such a big state with trombone players, where are the ones that's getting that tore off their trombone? You see somebody tore off a guitar way faster than anything else. That's what I'm saying. Bring that back. The drummers is out here. Anderson Pac is making bands cool again. Because him with his drum game now, Quest Love. Is the biggest drummer ever, really, probably. But that's the roots. It's not like Quest Love and. I mean, you got Max Roach, you got Sheila E, you got. I mean, you have are big other drummers, drummers but like so, Sheila E drummed for the star. Sheila E has music. She's I'm not saying she don't have. They all have music, but they weren't. Anderson Pac is the star of the band. Okay. Like Travis Barker I mean, was I'm the just star. saying, you, Max People Roach is are drummers. one of the biggest and best drummers ever. Like. I don't know if okay if you like him better than Quest Love. I'm saying Quest Love is probably the biggest in modern history, and he uh-huh. still was part of a group that was bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Anderson Pac though is the group. 
you know him. You don't know nobody else around. He's he's a drummer that decided I'm gonna be the lead singer also, okay. and like that. You don't get to see that often. But I want them to bring that back. I like that Anderson Park is doing it. Uh, I hope Gary Clark Jr. can get bigger. He don't play drums. He play guitar though. Mm-hmm. But uh, people like that, like um, uh, my man um, Kamasi Washington, he plays the uh, saxophone. He was on to Pimple Butterfly all over that joint. Um, people like that, though, man. I know. I know. It's never coming back. None of that. That's that boom bap. Mm-hmm. It's never coming back. However, there's a circuit for it, and I think if people if people do it. But a lot of these people, man, they they, they was doing their thing, man, on this list. Mm-hmm. I, didn't even, I didn't even think about the fact that the Jackson 5 is also a separate entity for michael jackson i wrote janet on there though mm. a lot more people like janet than i do but i know janet got some fire though Oh hell yeah she do got some but i'm not the biggest janet fan but you know my sister niani shout out to niani is probably the biggest janet jackson fan in the world she loves janet jackson so mm-hmm. yeah all right man so that's all we got for y'all today y'all got a good 90 97 minute night you know something slight mm-hmm. something slight but uh that's all we got. We'll get at y'all next week. Uh, shout out to the kids that participated in the writing competition. It's called Young and Gifted Fifth Grade Writing Competition. Fun. Very fun. Shout out to you for putting that together. It was great. I love to see it. Yeah, you read the stories. I read the stories. Yeah. Most of them. I read. You didn't read all the stories? I didn't get to. Well, I told you one of them. I was like, mm, What I you mean? I couldn't finish it. What? And I told you why I couldn't finish it. No, I don't remember you saying you didn't. I thought you read them all. No, no, no. Man, such disrespect I mean, for I youth. started. I started all of them. Oh, my God. Except for one. I was like, oh my wow, God. I can't do that one. <laughs> so I got a little confused. So It's crazy. But, um, but no, yeah, shout out to you because that was really cool. And I loved, loved, loved to see it. And I was so excited. I couldn't sleep the night before because I was like, oh, this is so exciting for my honey. We're gonna post pics of the of the kids that participated and the winners, you know. Mm-hmm. Dang, I feel man, second place. I'm not. We 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 gonna do it. No, you gotta stop that for we real. Do that, that first a, place a, girl, she she deserved that. She was she was the best. Uh, that was the best. No, God. that was like Zeke, Dennis, and I don't know how Aunt did it. And agreed with me on that. Okay, no, Zeke was well, Zeke, Dennis. Y'all was on point with that because that was the first thing I said too. No. Like, no, she was. My dad agreed with me too. You agree with them. I, I did. Agree with it's I three did. on three right that now. Was, I think that was the right choice. Hey, anybody, if y'all want to read the stories, y'all let me know, well, you man. you should have had we your dad see... vote, so that's just that. So. No, I picked. I had the four judges, I'm saying. I didn't have you vote either, but you gave your opinion. Well, I couldn't vote, but I'm just saying. I'm that was just my saying. opinion. I didn't. But I'm just saying, know, though. My opinion is But this is, what I, this is the main thing, right? I started the organization. I came up with the writing competition idea, but I was not going to play nobody and make it so that my opinion counted more than my friend's opinion Mm -hmm. that's the thing i wanted to make sure all of our opinion counted equally even though i didn't think that that girl won Mm -hmm. she won fair and square fair and square. i'm never going to and and was better i'm never better stop it i'm never going to keep no winning from a kid who wins fair and square Mm -hmm. if you win you win i don't care if i like it or not you won ohio state just lost i can't do nothing about that clemson beat us not fair and square, but they beat us. Not fair and square. That little girl won the joint. But based on every metric that I put down, I have six categories. 
spelling and grammar, creativity, mm-hmm. futurism, storytelling, overall, and um, level of scientific detail, she won. Even though she didn't have no scientific detail, they still gave her 100 on that. Don't matter. That's what It matters. Don't That's what matter. the judging is about. Going by the criteria. I came up with all these criteria, man. She still won. Three-tenths of a point, she got She got it. What can I do? All I can do is give her the $50 in the first place trophy. Mm-hmm. That's my job. Mm-hmm. You tell, understand? Tell second place she was good, but come harder. No, she came as hard come as you harder. can come. She created a language. She had some bars in that joint. Oh, She's, oh, she had a bar in there. I had to highlight it. That's how fire that shit was. You about to pull that out. I had to <laughs> highlight what this girl said. Because I'm like, yo, whose child is this? I had to highlight a few of... This girl was serious, y'all. Don't do that, because she didn't win. What now. she said, Earth... Oh, let me let me just read y'all this first paragraph. This girl is beast. Hold on. I pro- it's called the Serafini Chronicles. She did not win. The name already is like that. I promised the universe I live in... A, hold on. I promised the universe I live in, I would turn, I would turn it into the little... Wait, wait, wait. I promised mm-hmm. the universe I live in, I would turn it into one with little wrongdoing. The one my people reside in now feeds on fear and is led by an intensifying evil. Erstwhile, a man once told me that the wicked are only tolerated because of the fear they inflict on the innocent. I highlighted that. I said, oh. What if citation quotes that? Because that's a quote. What you mean? Whose quote is that? That's her. She's Mm -hmm. a beast. She wrote, a wise man once told me. A wise man. She's writing a story. I don't think so. I'm saying. You I'm, see how she's trying to discredit this girl? I'm is a not. Genius. I'm just saying she didn't win, so you don't go. Y'all, listen. You don't do that because listen, she didn't win. You don't go listen, advertise listen, all the stuff. To listen, she, listen, that's listen, not listen. fair. The wicked are only tolerated because of the fear they inflict on the innocent. Mm. You need to stop. Mm. That's terrible. This girl is a beast. Yeah, she is. This but girl is a that, beast. That first, first one. She came back. Don't threaten a person when they are least vulnerable. <sighs> Let me give y'all the first place. These are Just... fifth graders too. These these fifth graders are good. She's they, advanced. They they all were really good. She's advanced. Let me give y'all a little bit of, of um the one the winner the prodigy's quest. Now she see she was fired because she some of the names she came up with like I was like damn this girl is, is she is advanced too. She started out with ahem. Mm-hmm. Firing cleared her throat to get it. See, it's another thing. She had these names that's kind of like very mystical because I had a hard time reading these names. These ain't no regular names. The the one girl's name is F I E R I N. I'm guessing that's Firing. And then the other girl's name is A I, like I, or something. I don't even know. Firing cleared her throat to get A I and Ashley's attention. The two girls looked over Firing, their attention fully on her as they stood in front of the Queen's castle. We have to complete the quest Queen Lottie has given us, or the entire palace will be taken over by darkness, she exclaimed at the two girls, her fire marks on her cheeks glowing red. Okay, geez, calm down. Your fire marks are glowing, meaning you're getting angry. Ashley advised her, her leaf marks on her cheeks glowing green. Hey guys, how about we don't argue and calm down so our marks don't glow from anger and annoyance? AI suggested her snowflakes growing from glowing blue from joy. Okay, Firen and Ashley said in unison. Where is the first place we need to go? AI asked Firen. She said, no, yeah, she said we needed to go to the Icelands first. The Icelands first. Firen whined. Why is the Icelands, why the Icelands out of anything? You know, because 
firing is fire, and she didn't want to go into the Iceland. Anyway, that's the girl that won. Yeah, she was. The, it was the best story. It wasn't the best story, but she won. That's just how it's gonna don't go. Do that. Allison don't Green, if or, or if if anybody listening to this, if you're related to Allison Green, and you're in Riverdale, just know that the 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 runner of the show, I believe that she actually and had. The, and the other one did not. Allison's the co-runner. Me? A- Allison's big sister told her that she was gonna win. Now she's gonna go forward for the rest of her life, not she's trusting her big short. sister. She's gonna, gonna take everything she says with a grain of salt. And I do not like. That a big sister's word is going to mean nothing going forward. That sucks to me. Allison Green is my champion. You know how they were saying, like, Trump is not my president? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Don't Sorry. do that. Come on. Sorry. You don't tear another little The wicked is down. only tolerated because of the fear they inflict on the yeah, innocent. Mm. Mm. Let's go, Allison Green. We got to sign her to a book deal. We got to sign her to a book deal. All right, y'all. We out of here, man. Peace out.